that you put in is continual. So we have to be very clear and very focused on what we want. And that's why it's super important to know what we want because if we don't, then it's going to be that much easier to lose focus and to not put that effort in. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. We're coming at you with a brand new show. We appreciate whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. So stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. Hey, hey, good morning. We are going to talk about, I know what it is, I just wrote it in the description. We're going to talk about how you're conditioning your mind. <laughs> I think it's super important to understand how our mind works and if we're looking more drawn to success or more drawn to failure. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Dorothy is joining me. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. So today I thought it'd be a good time to talk about how our brains are conditioned. I think sometimes we don't realize that we are conditioned one way or the other. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be a good topic. So when it comes to conditioning your minds, I think a lot of times we don't realize that our brain is actually conditioned for different things. <laughs> and then so the easiest one is conditioned for success or failure. Many times our brains are conditioned for happiness or sadness. Mm -hmm. I mean, like we walk around upset, angry, depressed. That's a mindset. And I think it's really difficult. It's a difficult subject for people to understand and wrap their head around and may even cause some anger. Like, it's not my fault. I'm angry all the time, right? But then that's, that's, a, that's a mindset. The mindset is of where, like where you are and how you're situated. Because we all know what it's like. We have to understand like it's what we focus on in most cases. So when we focus on things that aren't so happy, it makes our it brings our energy down, brings our mood down. So if we focus on things that are more or we focus on different things, then we can be well, let me put that on mute. If we focus on different things, then it changes our mood, it changes our state of mind, state of our being. Many of you know who Tony Robbins is. So he talks about your state, your mental state, your overall state of being. And then he uses triggers to help change the state that you're in. And it's quite impressive. He was one of the first self-help guys I started learning from. Not the first. I think Jim Rohn was first, but Anthony Robbins' mentor was Jim Rohn. So at any rate, they talk about your, your state of being. So this isn't you know how I can tell that you've been following him for a really long time? I see. It's because when he first started, he went by Anthony Robbins, like his first few books. Mm. Author, Anthony Robbins. But now everybody calls him Tony. <laughs> Tony! Tony! And it's it feels weird for me to call him Tony because <laughs> we've always known him as Anthony. 
And I, I don't know. There must be some reason, marketing reason, that he went with Tony Robbins. Uh, but for me, I, I don't know. It just doesn't have the same. Maybe he has a new publicist. Anthony <laughs> Robbins. Yeah, I don't know. I like Anthony better. But maybe that's just because that's what we know him as. What do you guys like? Yeah. It's probably just a nickname, right? I'm sure his mm. parents called him Anthony. Maybe his friends called him Downey. Yeah. Who knows? But I'm sure at some point, his publicist or marketing person was like, oh, you need to go by Tony. Okay, I'll tell you this quick story. One of the one of the first stories that he explained or that I that stuck with me that he explained is that he said he's walking down the street and he was, he talks about being broke. And I don't know, I'm sure if he was, he, I think he might, he may have cleaned buildings, office buildings at some point and he didn't really have much money. And <clears throat> he was walking down the street or sorry, he, he was becoming more successful and he started to have money in his pocket before he had none. So he was walking down the street and a homeless person walked up to him and he said, and he said, he said in one, one pocket, he had uh, some money, like a, a roll of cash. And he said he would been, would have been happy to give the guy, you know, whatever he wanted, 20, 40, 60 bucks, whatever he had. And then he said in the other hand, in the other pocket, he had a pocket full of change. And the guy walks up to him and he says, excuse me, sir, can I have a quarter? And you have, you have to hear him tell this story. It's, it's quite entertaining. And of course, these types of indiv individuals are really good storytellers. So the, the homeless guy says, do you have a quarter? And Tony's, Tony, he looks at him and he reaches down in his pockets and he knows what he has in there. And he says, are you sure you only want a quarter? And the guy says, yeah, he's like, if you could spare a quarter, <laughs> I would be very grateful. And then Tony pulls out the change and he pulls out a quarter and then he pulls out a stack of cash and he gives him the quarter. And the guy looks at the the guy looks at the coin and he looks at the cash and then Tony look and then he looks at Tony and he says, "Remember, life gives you whatever you ask for." Mm. He put the cash back in his pocket and walked away. <laughs> but I would take that a step further. I would say life gives you what you demand, and then Tim Ferriss would say life gives you not what you deserve, but what you can negotiate. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I think those are all all super powerful when it comes to what we want out of life. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. We have listened to a couple, well, we listened to an audio book on negotiation and we listened to, and we've read some books about negotiation and it's hard to ask for what you want or like, what did you say? Demand. You demand. You demand, right? Or negotiate. Or negotiate for what you want. And, um, it, it's hard. It's, it's hard in certain situations. Like we, um, um, Whenever, for example, not that we're staying in a lot of hotels at these times, but even like when you go to a hotel and like tell them what kind of room you want and at what price, right? It's like, I want to, I want this rate and I want this kind of room, right? And because usually we just pay what is listed, right? But even those like negotiations, it's hard. Or what, what other things have we done recently negotiation wise? Or just like, um, I don't know who I was talking to recently. Like it was some type of provider, if it was internet provider or a credit card company. And I was like, no, that's not acceptable. I want that waived. I want that fee waived. 
And then they do, like they did. And I was like, oh my gosh, it worked. I asked for what I wanted, and, right? It's like, I'm not saying it's gonna work like in every situation, but I just think sometimes we're afraid to even ask or we don't even think to ask those questions, right? And Dorothy's a very good negotiator. It's not easy though. <laughs> you, you have to, but, but we talked to a friend and it's, it doesn't have to be like extreme. When we stay in a hotel, we want a view. Like who wants the view of a brick wall? And usually we go to nice places and we want we want a view. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm gonna change my thing. So we say like one of the things is we wanna we want a view. And like they they'll give you one if you ask for one. Or one of the last times we stayed at a hotel we asked for an upgrade, he's like, Oh, to upgrade to this room, it's eighty dollars and I and I was like, No, I would like that complimentary, please. <laughs> right? Like your upgrade will be $80. No, I want the same rate, please. Uh, can you do that complimentary? <laughs> Let me see what I can do. <laughs> right? It's yeah. just... And there's nothing wrong with it. And you can, it can be fun. Like you can be like, and sometimes they say, no, thank you. No, we can't do that. Mm -hmm. And, or, or that often they'll say, we can't do that, but we can do this. But the point, the point that we're getting at here is that you have to ask for things and then you have to like you have different expectations. Mm -hmm. Some people, in, in most cases, like it was something as simple as we often ask for an extended, we often often ask to get in early, like can we get an early check-in and can we get an extended checkout? And 99.9 .9 times they say, okay, because they have extra rooms. So, but the thing is we told one of our friends that and they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> but it's just, we. I mean, we travel quite often, but the thing is, is that we understand that you can negotiate in just about every situation. And then you have to change your expectations to the things you actually want instead of what someone else wants of you. Do you think negotiation has like a negative vibe mm -hmm. to it? Yeah. And that's why? Yeah. And I think people are scared it's, it's too. Because you don't want to offend Go someone or ask for too. Oh, I don't want to ask for too much. But it's part of life. Like it really is it's the same thing as sales like people don't like to talk about sales or like salesmen are like always considered like sleazy and don't get me wrong we've ran in, ran into some sleazy individuals <laughs> but um i lost it hmm where oh, are you going oh but the but the sales thing is like just because you're negotiating like we all we're like we're all in sales like we're all selling our story we're selling our day you're, you're like you're trying to sell your kids on breakfast if they don't want to eat breakfast like so we're all in that category just on different levels it's the same thing with negotiations like if you have kids you're negotiating if you have a boss or coworkers, you're negotiating can you do this work well i can do that work on tuesday he wanted it done on monday like it's all it's it's all okay I just, but we just want to tie that, tie that into, it's not just about business. It's not about negotiating. It's about asking for what you want, demanding, and then having your expectations raised, which in most cases people don't want because the higher your expectations are, the more chance you could fail. You know what the thing is, is that you have to know what you want. And most people have no idea. <laughs> Or like, and I'm guilty of it too. Like I'm in the middle of making a big decision right now. And one of the reasons I having a lot of trouble making this decision is because I don't know what I want. <laughs> so I had to figure that out and it takes time and you have to sit with yourself and your thoughts and your feelings <laughs> and it's scary. So that's why I've been avoiding making the decision is because I don't know what I want and it's hard. <laughs> right. But that's like, 
that's with everything like right like well that's what i said to someone recently we had a short conversation and they said oh it's been hard to do this and i said anything worth doing is hard mm -hmm. and like anytime something comes across that's super easy i don't even know if it's worth it yeah <laughs> You often say to me, well, if it was easy, then everybody would do it, right? That's <laughs> true. It's beneficial for both sides. If you look at the hotel thing, I mean, in most situations, a negotiation should benefit both sides. Otherwise, one person is going to feel spited yeah. or taken advantage of, and then it doesn't end, doesn't work out very well. But there's a whole art to negotiation. And like we've, we've read some books and we listened to some audio, and that's more business-wise. But we're, talk we're talking about an easier avenue of life and it's, it's as simple as i want to i want to be fit and healthy so your negotiation with your mind is i don't want to put in the work i'm not talking about you anna <laughs> so your negotiation is i don't want to get up and go for that morning run mm -hmm. but i want to complete my goal of running 365 days a year mm -hmm. so it's a it's a constant battle with your own self but that's your brain conditioning like your brain could be conditioned to be like like for dorothy for example could be conditioned for I'm going to get up and get it done in the morning no matter what because that's where my most success is mm -hmm. and then the conversation is I don't really want to do that and then your stronger side says I'm going to do it anyways mm -hmm. that's just a micro example of the negotiation you have with yourself but that's how your brain is conditioned some people's brain is conditioned to be like uh, it's cold out and it's so easy to roll back over in bed so I'm going to do that Mm -hmm. But that's a condition that we don't realize. Or one of the things that we hear all the time in the fitness world or have heard a lot being personal trainers is because we strongly believe in morning routines, getting up and getting your workout done, for example, right away in the morning, like the first thing you do. And one of the ones we hear all the time is, Oh, well, I'm just not a morning person. Well, you've conditioned your brain not to be a morning person, right? And your body. And your body. Like you've conditioned yourself not to be a morning person. You can change that. Mm -hmm. And most people just don't. It takes effort, right? And most people just don't want to put in the time and the work into changing their mindset or changing that. Um, so It's hard. It's hard. That's then, why, right? And then we let that hard win out. But the heart is what makes it worth it. it would, it's what makes you stand out, what makes you see the results you want. So you could be one way and like not a morning person, not a morning person, continue to see the results down here and waver. and Or you could break out of that shell and say, I'm going to change my lifestyle. I'm going to change my mindset. I'm going to become a morning person. And then our success rate for getting your workouts in, for getting your breakfast in is like night and day. It's 100% it's better when you're getting that stuff done in the morning. Unfortunately, we have too many people that have the mindset of like, oh, that's just not for me. Then you say, well, the success isn't for you then. What can, like, what else can you say? And I wouldn't have totally believed that you could change. I did at one point believe, well, some people are morning people and some people are night owls. That's just how you're born. <laughs> that's how your body works. And I wouldn't totally have believed that you could condition yourself to what you want until like I saw Drew, like Drew used to be a night owl. And then he's like, you know what? I'm not doing that anymore. It's not serving me anymore. And he's a, and he conditioned himself to be a morning person. Yeah, It's possible, but it's a lifestyle change, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't go out 
like early early on I'd go out and maybe I'd go out to a restaurant or I'd go to a bar and sit there and watch the game because the games are only like that that's a lifestyle choice and that wasn't I didn't feel like I could be a successful entrepreneur and that was very important for me to be able to feed myself <laughs> <laughs> but then I would I'd be up working late in the hour I would get like a boost of adrenaline and excitement and motivation at like 10 11 o'clock at night so I'd be up working till two in the morning. I'd be up writing and inspired and working and fall asleep at three. Then I'd wake up at, I don't know, 10 o'clock, nine, 10 o'clock. And like now half our day is over, half our morning is over. But then I would miss out. I would miss out on calls. I'd miss out on emails. I'd miss out on uh, so the, the social media community because starting at 10 o'clock is five hours behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... That, but that and that's the difference of changing your lifestyle. I knew I had to go to bed earlier. I knew I had to, and it was a slow trans transition. But I knew I had to change. Like I'm not sitting out watching games very much anymore, which is funny because I did just the other night. It's like a pl- kind of wild card playoff game. But then you, I made that sacrifice and I enjoyed it. But I know that's not something I'm gonna do on a regular basis because sitting up all night just for a game isn't gonna change my life. <laughs> but if I go to bed earlier. Which means I can get up earlier, and then I have and I have a proper breakfast and proper morning routine. That's going to change your life. I think the thing that is scary for a lot of people, I know even myself, is that it the it doesn't end. Like the effort that you put in is continual, right? And a lot it it wears thin pretty quick, right? So we have to be very clear and very focused on what we want and that's why it's super important to know what we want because if we don't then it's going to be that much easier to lose focus and to not put that effort in well and and it is that is the hardest part to understand that it's always an effort Mm -hmm. like it's always you're always kind of battling with yourself up and down but i really feel like you you like eventually as you continue to to win (laughs) I lost the comments. I don't know what happened. Oh, I've got comments. Eventually, as you continue to win, you change your mind. Like you can change your body and you can change your mindset. Like before, maybe it was six failure, like continually fail, like yo-yo diets, keep failing. Can't get to my workout. I slept in. Alarm clock didn't go off, whatever it is. But if you can change that and you can start getting up and start getting into a morning routine. You can stack up some workouts and put some consistency together. Then you're slowly changing your mindset of, oh, I can succeed in this. I can make that happen. And the better side starts to win out and you start to be more successful. And success breeds success. Otherwise, And then you start to separate yourself. You separate yourself from the people in your life that drag you down. You separate yourself from the excuses that drag you down. And that's where you really find your success. Mm-hmm. But, th- but that's the thing is like, there's people all the time that start in one place and they make a change in their life. And then they're in a different place. We see that every single day. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, you don't have to go far now. You can go anywhere on social media and see life changing transformations, but it begins with a mindset and believing that you can make those changes, taking action toward them, which which essentially changes your, or ultimately changes your mindset of where you were to where you are now. Mm-hmm. Constantly negotiating with yourself. <laughs> That's right. You're, you're, the good side has to continually win the negotiations. Yes. 
other words we keep getting dragged down and then we're not happy mm-hmm. and then we're miserable and then our mindset is thinking about the past and we want to be thinking either in the now or in the future so that's why we always have to come back to the what do i want in the negotiation so for example let's just bring it back to workouts for a minute we had said oh well I don't get up for morning workout because I'm not a morning person. Well, what do you want? Well, you want to be fit and you want to be healthy. So not getting up, (laughs) like sleeping in or my alarm didn't go off. Like that is not going to get you to what you want, right? So you have to make that negotiation with yourself. Well, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up and do it so that I can reach my goal or have what I want. So you're so you, the the things that you want have to be stronger. Like you have mm. your solutions have to be stronger than your excuses. That's all there is to yeah. it. Like if you continually come up with better solutions than your excuses, stop winning. Because we can find excuse for anything. <laughs> we can and we can justify <laughs> not justify. doing just about anything. Yeah. But it's hard for us to justify doing things because doing takes more effort because there's action. Mm-hmm. Like you actually have to physically do something. <laughs> that's what the action is so having excuses in most cases there's no action you just sit there be like nah don't feel like it it's actually in detoxify yourself what's that we need to start coming up with better solutions than excuses instead of better excuses instead of better excuses but that that came from coaching and i would like you'd say, i would sit there and talk with someone i say well how come you haven't been doing, getting your workouts in? and they say oh well this this and this happened okay Let's write it down. So we write it down and we come up with solutions for each one of the, let's say, reasons right now. Not, we won't say excuses. So they come up with reasons why they didn't get their workout in. They say, let's write it down. So we come up with solutions for each one of them. Next week, every one of those solutions we came up with, now they came up with excuses why each one of them didn't work. So then I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm quite resourceful. And I'm like, okay, if that doesn't fit in your lifestyle, let's come up with another solution. The next week, more excuses came up and and i would like it's very clear to me that their excuses started to becoming became better than the solutions so it didn't matter what kind of solutions i came up with there was always there it was a it was a mindset like their mind just kept going to different solutions regard or different excuses regardless of the solution mm-hmm. I, I, it's crazy. Every, your mind is conditioned to that. That's how your mind is conditioned to like, it doesn't matter what the solution is. Your mind just naturally goes to an excuse or a reason why or a justification. But if we, but we can change that. We have to make our solutions stronger than our excuses. A lot of times we try and put it on some, on an external, like something other than our, ourselves. Oh, well, it's not my fault. Exactly. Like our excuses or our reasons why we couldn't do something. But it all is on us, right? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like yeah. It's you on us. To, we have to own it. <laughs> you have to be accountable to yourself. And that's yeah. the thing is that when we put our excuses onto someone else, then we then we remove the accountability on ourselves. Mm. You can say, oh, it's my fault that I didn't get that. I didn't meal prep. Because when you sit across from someone and we talk to them about, oh, how come you didn't follow the, the meal plan or how come you didn't stay on track of nutrition? They say, oh, I didn't meal prep. Okay, so why didn't you meal, meal prep? Well, it was because this and this happened to me. you know. But if you take that, well, I didn't get that done because I didn't take action. I didn't go to bed early enough. I slept in. 
I missed out on prep. I didn't go to the grocery store. That's much different. Now you connect the accountability that your lack of action has caused that result. And it puts us in the driver's seat. That's right. Like we're in control. That's right. And you have to be in control of your own life. If, it, if everything that happens in your life is because of someone else, then you're a victim. You have no, you have no ability to control the outcome of your life. And I feel like that's a dangerous place to be in. Mm -hmm. If not, if you're in control of nothing, then you're just kind of wavering around. You know what I really liked is the, so we talked about, we talked about a couple of like books and other resources, but the secret. Oh yeah. The secret was a good one, but what, at least my personal standpoint, if you guys don't know the secret, it's a, it's a really manifestation book, really yeah, super popular book mm -hmm. a while ago. I don't know. It might've been in like Oprah's book club or something. May have been. At any rate, then they made a movie about it and it was really cool. Like, and we believe in that quite a bit. But in my opinion, what they're missing is the action. Mm. Like they didn't, they don't talk about any type of action that you take to achieve the visualization or the mindset of the manifestation. It, it was all like mind and, and we, I, we believe in the, in your mind is super powerful. It's the most powerful thing that you can, that you have. But if you don't condition yourself to take action and you're just sitting and thinking, don't think it's going to happen. It's gonna happen. <laughs> now, the secret is based upon manifestations, right? Creating creating your destiny or creating your dreams. So you think it, you believe it, you breathe it, you live it. But like Drew said, they don't really talk about the action steps there in, in the book, which we believe is <laughs> one of the most important ones, right? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. You, but it's, it's, a, it's a process. It's that mind conditioning we're talking about. You have to see something and visualize it and you talk about it. it. It usually goes from from thoughts to words to actions. If you want, if you're thinking about something, then I feel like you start talking about it and that actually puts it into action. That That's an action. But you can't just talk about something and not do anything physically. So then the third step is actually moving. So like if you're running, I like your running example, of course. But if you talked about you're like, oh, I think it'd be cool to run every day this year. Mm. And you talked about it a bit, but then didn't didn't start running. <laughs> what do you have? If I didn't start yeah. running. Yeah. yeah. Or even like with my, I've always wanted to do a, like a marathon. I have a board, like a running board in our fitness room. And I have like it all tracked, like my fastest 5K, 10K, half marathon. And the full marathon spot has been sitting empty for years. <laughs> and I always told myself, limited myself to the fact that a half marathon is really challenging. There's no way that I could do a full one. Like I couldn't imagine myself doing that. And I always put that limit on myself. But then I, I have always wanted to fill that spot on my board <laughs> in the fitness room. I'm like, it's sitting empty. So I wanted to. Like I did want that's something I wanted to do was to challenge myself to run a full marathon, but I let the fear take over because it's super challenging, right? The fear and I was scared. But then once you like take the action, so now I'm like, oh, I registered for the race. Oh, I got to do that. But so the, the action step is done. I've registered for the race and I'm actually running. But one of the big things is the visualization, like when I'm out running, I'm doing the visualization of 
the half marathon. Like every time I, I my full marathon, yeah. When I lace up, like I'm on the course, <laughs> right? Like I'm on the race route and I do like visualization as a huge part of my training. And last time when I ran my half marathon, it was my best half marathon. Because I, because I, well, there's a lot of reasons why, but one of the reasons was because I incorporated that visualization into my training Hmm. and other things like magnesium. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. All right. Have a wonderful day and we will catch up with you later. Bye guys. See ya. Bye. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. You can always find us on facebook.com slash trueformlife. We post up there a couple times a day on our story. We're always trying to bring you more content around living a healthy lifestyle, whether that be nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. We also have free challenges that we do at least once a month. So if you follow us along there, you'll be able to join maybe a plank challenge or a squat challenge, Tabata challenge, whatever it may be. We'd love to have you join us. We're also on Instagram.com slash Drew Tadia. Again, we're posting up there a couple times a day along with our story, all dedicated to keeping you fit and healthy and on track. Our main website is trueformlife.com. If you want to check out some of our products, some of our services, or if you just want some great content from videos to blog posts and recipes and more, we got all that at trueformlife.com. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadio, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.